Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the North Atlantic seashore. This is episode 21. SpongeBob is not a real sponge. A lot of people nowadays have dishwashers, but I didn't grow up with one, so it rarely occurs to me to wish for one in my adulthood. I wash my dishes in what feels like the old-fashioned way, with hot water, soap, and a sponge. Except it's a sponge in name only. The thing I use to wash my dishes is a big fake, made of cellulose, designed to absorb water and look sort of like the real thing, if sponges were multicolored rectangle wafers full of holes. Real sponges do come in many colors and are full of holes, but those holes have very specific purposes. And instead of cellulose, the largest group of sponges is composed of spongin, a fibrous protein that makes up what most of us think of as the body of the sponge. When you buy a natural sponge at the pharmacy, you're buying a chunk of spongin. Real sponges are animals, very old animals, dating back at least 540 million years, predating the Cambrian explosion, an evolutionary event that gave rise to all the modern animal lineages of the world today. As animals, they're multicellular and heterotrophic, meaning they are composed of many cells working together, but with separate jobs, in one organism, rather than as a colony. And they eat food, rather than make it themselves, like plants. Eating is what all those holes are about. You see, sponges are super permeable sacks. Some are really simple, like a grocery bag or a flower vase, and some are very complex and highly convoluted, but they all work the same way. The body wall of the sponge is studded with lots of tiny pores, and one to a few big pores. Water moves into the sponge through the tiny pores. It then travels through the interior space of the sponge and exits the sponge through the big pores. The interior surface of the sponge is lined with special cells called choanocytes, and out the top of each of these cells is a flagella, a tiny little whip-like hair. The choanocytes can beat these little hairs in rhythm and create the currents that direct the flow of water inside the sponge. All day long, these cells whip their flagella and water seeps into the sponge, flowing through canals and tunnels inside, being channeled eventually to a large excurrent pore. The food comes into the sponge with the currents. Sponges eat little bits of organic matter suspended in the water. They're suspension feeders. A few species have evolved a carnivorous lifestyle and prey on small animals like crustaceans, but most just eat the ocean equivalents of dust and dander. Sponges have a tremendous capacity to filter water. One study estimated that a one kilogram sponge was able to filter 24,000 liters of water a day. Another indicates that they can remove 95% of bacteria and organic particles from the water. This amazing filtration ability has caught the eye of scientists experimenting with using environmental DNA, or eDNA, basically the dust and dander version of DNA. DNA sloughed off of a living organism along with skin or fur or mucus. The traditional method of collecting eDNA is to collect water a liter at a time and filter it, and then you look on the filter for eDNA. The DNA isn't usually very concentrated in the seawater, so you may not find what you're looking for sampling a liter at a time. Because sponges filter water so effectively, 
scientists have realized that sponges are probably natural collection and concentration machines for eDNA. Just like our noses are swabbed in search of viral genetic material, we can swab the inside of a sponge and see what kinds of organisms have been in the area, shedding their DNA into the water, which is pretty awesome. Sponges have some other pretty amazing features too, born of hundreds of millions of years of evolution and survival, and we'll talk about those in future episodes. This has been episode 21 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Siddhartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening and join us next week.